Let's be turning to Matthew 27. Let's have you turn there. Matthew 27. Um, I just wanted to make an, I've, I've said this before, and I wanted to say it again, but I wanted to say it from the pulpit. Um, if anyone has any questions or concerns about, like, if they want something to read, if y'all need a new Bible, I've talked to a couple of y'all about, about getting new Bibles. i got some I can let you borrow, see if you like it. Um, or if you have any questions about books to be reading and stuff in your free time to read, I'll be glad to, to speak with you. Um, I've, I've actually gave out a couple books for some people. I think pretty good fit. I thought, you know, that'd be, I think they'd like Ophiel Pot. And that turned out pretty good for them, didn't it? Um, Lord's blessed it. Uh, I'll, I'll be glad to do those things. I wouldn't, if y'all want to work out advice, don't ask me. Ask Brother Andre, right? He's got them big old muscles. And so if you got some, some, some books you want some questions about, come ask me. I'll be glad, to, I'll, feel, I'll scan my lane, as we said in the, in the military, and I'll be glad to speak with you about that, or Bibles, or whatever. But um, I'll give you some good biblical references on those things. Be good for you. The title of my message really doesn't have much to do. I don't have any comment on that, but it's just what stuck out to me. Two eleventh hours. Mankind's so hung up, uh, that, that most people are justified by death. They're heathens, they hate God, they, they preach a false gospel and spread ho horrible things and divide the church, and the second they die, everybody thinks they're just wonderful. Well, they're in a better place now. It's rare that the Lord does that. He's recorded it for that thief on the cross that we, we don't despair. We can have hope till someone stops breathing. Lord may be pleased to save them in that 11th hour. And I want us to look at two separate 11th hours tonight. Pilate, this is the last time, he has the almighty God of creation of heaven and earth right in front of him he's talking to. And he has real good sound wisdom from his wife. And he doesn't even pay attention, doesn't even acknowledge she spoke to him. He ignores the woman that has some wisdom in his life. And then he washes his hands. The Lord didn't wash his hands. The Lord didn't wash Pilate. Pilate washed his own hands. What a terrible thing. Bar Abbas, a prisoner, renowned. We'll go through looking at all the things that he is. The scripture says he is. It was in his 11th hour. He hears the, the crowds chanting. Can't hear one man speak, but he could hear all the multitudes. Barabbas, Barabbas, crucify him. Then he hears somebody walking down the hallway. Then he hears the keys jangling. Then he hears the door open. And then he hears... The king of the Jews has took your place. You're free. You live. I hope the Lord speak that to somebody tonight. The means that the Lord uses. He, the, the king's heart is in his hand. Is that what the scriptures say? The means the Lord's going to use to turn that, he's going to do it, but we're going to inquire of him. Did you know that? Paul told Timothy, it's going to be us by us praying for our leaders. Does that make you feel like a pilot or does that make you feel like a Barabbas? How good have I done? We've met two of them recently, haven't we? Uh, one of them, one of our leaders was in this parking lot right there, right outside that door on a Sunday morning. 
Paul told Timothy, he said, I exhort thee, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. He said, for kings and for all that are in authority. Why? Why should I pay, pay, pray for Mr. Anderson, our, our county supervisor? Why should I pray for Mr. Issa, our representative? Why should I pray for Gavin Newsom? Why should I pray for Joe Biden? I, won't make this, I don't want this being vague. I want you to get what I'm saying. I didn't vote for that people. I didn't vote for that. It don't matter if you voted for them. God voted for them. He put them there. <laughs> now pray for them. Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. You want, you want to lead a peaceful life? Pray for those that, that despitefully use you. He said, for, because this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. I trust that there were some of the Lord's people just that day praying for their governor, Pilate. I wonder if the Lord had, had some people there, some of our brethren, too ashamed to go up and too cowardly to go defend our Lord. He had to tread that wine press along, but if I thought, I wonder if they was out there in the crowd. I want to be with Pilate today. Be with that, that false chief priest that's up there talking to him and control their hearts as you promised you will that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty. He goes on to tell Timothy, he said, who will have, speaking of the Lord, will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Now here's the context. Paul's saying, pray for your leaders. Pray for those, all, A-double-L, all of them in authority. Pray for them. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. That's why, for Christ's sake, for his glory. Isn't that something? Doesn't that make you want to pray for him? I want to look here at Pilate tonight a little bit. The king of the Jews, the king of kings, our redeemer, our Lord and our God. And Bar Abbas, a robber, a seditious man. He was convicted of seditious conspiracy. You heard that lately? I hope I hope modern news perks your interest to read some old news, some old good news, and get your mind out of the gutter and concerned the things of this world and Satan's toys in front of your face and look to your Redeemer. It do you some good. Do me some good. I want to be like Eleazar. I thought of Eleazar and Rebecca. He went and got her, and, and, and Abraham turned his house over to Eleazar, lock, stock, and barrel, and said, take it all. And he went and said, go find my son a wife. And he went and he found Rebecca, and he brought her back. And before she made it back, she was already in love. She was in love with Isaac. Did he, what did he tell her? Did he tell her the exact same thing, and this is the rudimentary things we have to touch on, we have to extract this out of the story every single time? He just talked to her about somebody he knew. You can't talk about somebody you don't know. And she didn't know him. And so Eleazar just told Rebecca what he knew about Isaac. There were some serious things about his character, about who he was, about what he did. And there might have been some, some common things too. He's a real good soccer player. Uh -huh. he, loves to, he loves to go fishing. Well, she doesn't need to know that. If she's in love with him, she does. Wouldn't she rejoice in hearing that? 
I so encouraged one of my brothers got up today and he said, I'm going to do what Paul told Timothy. He said, preach the word. So we're going to look at the word and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And if the Lord's pleased, he'll bless it. That's what I'm commanded to do, isn't it? There's three characters in this. I don't like using that term, but that's what the terms that we use. There's three people of concern in this passage of Scripture we're going to look at. There's Pilate, the governor. He's the one that's going to be judging and ruling this thing for a little bit on the outside. There's the king of the Jews, the king of kings, the one that will be the substitute, the only substitute, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's Barabbas, a robber, a seditious man, a murderer. We looked at it last week here in John 18. We just read it. But Pilate saith unto him in John 18, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews, and they saith, and saith unto them, I find no fault at all. But you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. I don't believe what you all do, but I know you like playing church. And you just can't make it if you don't have your routine. What's been handed down from your father. So I'll entertain you. He's a pretty good governor, wasn't he? Looking out for the people that was not like him. And he said, ye, Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then they all again, saying, They cried, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. John says Barabbas was a robber. We read this account of Pilate in all four Gospels. there in John 18 and Mark 15 and Luke 23. We'll touch on that just a bit tonight. But here in Matthew 27. Do you have Matthew 27? Look here in verse 1. When the morning was come, Matthew 27, 1. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people. Who was this? All the chief priests. Them wise old elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. It goes on there, Matthew, Judas hangs himself, and those squeaky clean priests, they couldn't waste the money. Oh, well, that money hit the ground. Now, we can't put that in the church, but we ought to be good stewards of money. And they went and bought a patch of land to bury strangers so they could tell people about it. Down in verse 11, Matthew 27, 11. And Jesus stood before the governor, talking about Pilate. And the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. He answered nothing. Pilate's watching this. I, I've said this a lot. I hope somebody take heed to it sometime. Uh, my son out here, he can attest to it. I can read a room. I've met more than 15 people in my life. I've met a lot of people. I can read a room. I know if i got people's attention. I know if I don't got people's attention. I know if people's sleeping. I know if people's awake. I know if they're crying or if they're distracted. I can read a room. I can tell a good portion of the time if somebody's lying to me. You can too, can't you? Somebody tell you something, you go, eh, I don't think they're telling the truth. I think you're lying to me. If someone's trying to persuade me or have me perceive their point, I know what they're doing. You think I'm a fool? <laughs> someone's been itching lately 
to get information out of me. They're trying their best to get me to answer a question that they won't ask the question to, and I tap dance around the question because it's fun for me. I shouldn't be that way. I ought not do that, but I do. It's like dealing with small children. I know exactly what's going on. Just get come out and say it. You want to ask, ask. Shoot your shot. I don't care. I just like making people squirm. Try to teach them a lesson. Teach them to speak plainly. If I know these things, and you know these things, when someone's just blowing smoke, or there's a, the situation, I guess situation's fishy. We used to call it our spotty sense. When your spotty sense goes off, if I know that and you know that, so could this man who's attained the position of governor. You think Pilate's a, a dummy? You think he got where he's at by being a dummy, by being a fool? He didn't know it. He's going to encourage the Lamb of God to pop up, to sound off. He's going to tell that Lamb slain before the foundation of the world to defend himself a little. And then Pilate could turn his back to it and turn him back over to the Jews. And he would say, well, he defended himself. You said this. He says that. There's no proof. It ain't what you know. It's what you can prove. So now it's 100% he said, she said, or they said, he said. And it's, this is a mistrial. I don't have to deal with it. I'm going to go back to bed. He wasn't an idiot. Look here in verse 13. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witnessed against thee? They keep talking. Matthew 27, 13. You got it? We'll read it again. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witnessed against thee? You know what he's telling him? Defend yourself and walk free. Don't you hear what they're saying? Say something back and, and go. I'm going to go back to bed. Y'all bother me. They bring me somebody about once a month, and it drives me nuts. I wish they'd leave me alone. Hmm. Verse 14. And he answered him to never a word. He didn't speak a word. I thought of Isaiah 53, didn't you? And that's absolutely amazing to me. That's absolutely amazing to me. If I'm wrong, I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll be shut up to sin. Lord, shut me up to sin. I know how to do that. But when somebody accuses me of something I did not do or accuses me of doing something or not doing something I did do, uh, I'm going to make your ears red. <laughs> I'm going to get loud. Absolutely not. Lord's our defender. I have trouble with that. I do. I struggle. Turn over to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. It's precious that Peter's the one that tells us this. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. 1 Peter 2, 19. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if, when ye be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? Well, I, I, I was wrong and I fessed up to it. Y'all too. <laughs> you want glory in that? You, had, you was wrong. <laughs> and finally, somebody said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah, good, you're supposed to be. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Go out, boys, get in that boat, row to the other side of that 
sea. And they go out there and they row and they row and they row and the waves toss and they're scared to death. And they said, Lord, you're going to drown us? We're doing exactly what you told us to do. And now you're belly aching about it. <laughs> Just take it. It's all right. The Lord sent me here. If he's going to drown me, good. I'll get to go be with him. That's acceptable to God. Not whenever you've done wrong, you take it on the chin. Whenever you do right and it ain't going the way I want it to go. Be patient. Be patient. That's what our Lord's doing. That's required of you. He did it for you. <laughs> that don't that make you want to do it? I don't. Ha you don't have to do it. You don't have to be patient. Well, good. I want to be patient now. <laughs> you don't have to pray for your enemies. Our Lord did. Okay. Now I want to, I want to pray for my enemies. <laughs> now you can. That's called liberty. Liberty. I ain't drinking a beer on a Wednesday. You could always do that. Now you can pray for your enemies. Now you can serve God. Did you know that? For herein, verse 21, for even, even hereunto were ye called. This is why he's called, part of it. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. Don't you hear what they're saying about you? Defend yourself. Didn't say a word. He reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. They whipped him and scourged him. He didn't say, you wait till I get off this cross. Let me tell you about judgment. Didn't say a word, did he? But committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Oh, if I could do that. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Looking unto him. Looking unto him. Now back to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. We'll look at verse 13. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him, to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. This was just so precious. Do you know what Pilate was marveling at? Like I said, have we established he's not a fool? He's not a bumbling idiot? You ain't a bumbling idiot. If you got enough sense to see the situation, he did too. He marveled. Insomuch that the governor, not that he, that the governor, that's, he's shown us his position that he put him in. Insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. What did Pilate marvel greatly at? Do you see it? Do you see it? Christ is doing this willingly. He can speak. He can speak. He ain't a mute. He didn't just... There's something's wrong with somebody. Don't talk like that, right? Hi, how are you doing? And they don't talk. Ooh, ooh, okay, Sorry. <laughs> Something's wrong. He knew he wasn't a mute, didn't he? He knew our master was, was able to speak. Set up in verse 11, thou sayest. He has the capacity to speak. But when led to the slaughter, he opened not his mouth. Marvelous. You marvel at that? He set this whole thing up. That way Pilate knew, knew that he could speak. And he said, right now, speak and I'll let you go. And he opened his mouth and he marveled greatly. 
He's here of his own accord. I, I don't think him handcuffed to do anything. What do you think went through his head? Who are we dealing with? I don't think I don't think there's some common criminals that people didn't like. He's starting to reveal himself a little bit, isn't he? He's coming around. Marvelous. I'm not able to do that. I'm not able to. She's laughing. She knows it's true. He is. And she's smiling because she knows it's true, don't she? He's able. He's able. Marvelous. He marveled in a different way. I'm marveling. <laughs> I'm marveling because of what my Lord's able to do, who he is. This is him fulfilling the scriptures and making you who believe and me the righteousness of God in himself. This is a marvelous evening. It is. Verse 15. Matthew 17, Matthew 27, 15. Now that now at that feast the governor was wont, he was used to, it was, it was his custom, to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would, whichever one they picked. And they had then a notable prisoner called Bar Abbas. A notable prisoner. This wasn't just, ah, there's some guy back there, we don't know who he is. No, this was a remarkable, that's what the word means, a remarkable prisoner. This is one that people had remarks about. Not unremarkable, he was remarkable. He was a known heathen. He was a famous criminal. John said, back in John 18, that this man was a robber. Matthew tells us here he's a notable prisoner. Over Mark, we read that his name, this one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that he had made insurrection with, who had committed murder in the insurrection. He framed a mutiny, a sedition, a seditious conspiracy, and he killed some people what time he was doing it. He was fighting the governor. What our, what our Lord say? He goes, if this was my kingdom, my people would fight. My kingdom's not of this world. This man was worldly. He was out there going against them mean old politicians. And he killed somebody. He was a murderer. Turn over to Luke 23. Luke 23. We see Pilate trying to do what he thought was right or good or, or whatever he thought he wouldn't cause as many waves. And now we see Barabbas. Barabbas. I hope I remember to tell you this at the end. I, if you go down the street and you say, we don't, you want the king of the Jews? Do you want Jesus or do you want that criminal? Everybody would say Barabbas. Would you say Barabbas? I've said Barabbas my whole life. Most people do. Barabbas. It's Barabbas. Do you know why? Bar. Simon. Bar Jonah. You son. Abba. Father. That's the son of the father. His daddy named him son of the father. He's just like his daddy, Adam. Just like his daddy, Adam, isn't he? Just like me. Just like you. Just like everybody born a man. Bar Abbas, son of their father. Spitting image, isn't he? Luke 23. Page off. Luke 23, verse 18. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man. And release unto us Bar Abbas. And it says, Who for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. John says he's a robber. And now here it says he's a, a certain sedition made in the city. He's an insurrectionist. And for murder, he's a murderer. The whole mob of people, this hit me this week too. I started thinking about who my children are around. 
the whole mob of people said, we don't want that man that was healing folks. We don't want that man that was committing miracles or performing miracles and feeding everybody, giving people sight, making a lame walk. We want a hardened criminal to be living in our town with our children. Does that make good sense to you? You know what you'd have done if you'd have standing there? God took his hand off of you. You'd have said, give us Barabbas. Me too. I would too. But it says, who forced certain sedition made in a city. Sedition. That word means to conduct or conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against a state or a monarch. Seditious conspiracy. Practically. We're not here to fight politics. We're not here to fight the government. We're not here to go against local officials and ordinances and all those things. That's pretty plain, isn't it? Paul told us in Romans 13, this will be important later too. Romans 13 says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. If somebody has power, God gave it to them. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, the ones that go against it, resisteth the ordinance of God. You're not resisting that one that's in the office. You're resisting the one that put him in office. You're, you're fighting God on that. And they that resist shall receive unto themselves damnation. Pray for them that despitefully use us. That's what our Lord told us. Especially those government officials. That's what I started out with in 1 Timothy 2. That we may lead peaceful lives unto our Lord and serve Him and worship Him. That's physically what it's talking about. But spiritually, here's the true guilt. I've heard people preach this. I've heard people teach it one to another. I've heard people encourage others either towards a false gospel or, or to sit under it or listen to it or hear these things or away from the true gospel. And it's terrible. Away from the king. That's seditious conspiracy against the monarch. The monarch, isn't it? Paul goes on Romans 16. He said, Now I beseech you, Brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoid them. They're going against the king. Mark them and avoid them. Just leave them alone. Warn them if you can. Leave them alone. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own bellies. They're just wanting people to follow them, come get advice from them. That's what they ought to read every week. That's what they're wanting. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. That's called wolves going after sheep. I want to be a sheep dog. <laughs> what I want. I ought not. Lord, I won't call down fire and brimstone on them like the sons of thunder. And the Lord said, you don't know what spirit is in you. He's a seditious man. A robber. Bar Abbas. He's a robber. What kind of robber was he? What did he steal? Well, I didn't steal what he stole. I only stole watches. He stole a car. No, that's ain't what it's talking about. <laughs> it says in Malachi 3, Will a man rob God? Will you? You going to rob God? He said, Yet ye have robbed me. You robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? We have robbed God in tithes and offerings. He ain't just talking about money. He ain't talking about some 10%. Uh, that's ridiculous. Tithes and offers. You've robbed me in thanksgiving. What's 10%? The Lord, that's what offering is. The Lord gave me 100% and he's so generous. In the law, the law is so gracious, he lets me keep 90%. Who's a God like that God? <laughs> Providing for his work, there's 11 tribes that, don't, that ain't Levi. That's 110% abundance, isn't it? 
abundance. Do we thank him for that? Does that make us more generous? He said, you robbed me. You robbed me. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation, everybody. Well, there's probably some people that thanked him. Some people gave, gave, gave to the church, support the work, keep meeting his house. No, the whole nation's robbed God of his power. Amen. You ever tried robbing God of his power? Well, now, I don't, want, I don't want that to happen. That's your will. You ever robbed God of his will? Well, it's either your way or his way. Father, thy will be done. That's what we're taught to pray, isn't it? What about glory? I found the doctrines of grace, or I picked this, or I found the right church, and I found it. I've heard Lord's people around the world, ain't they? They say, I was wrong, and God found me. <laughs> big difference, big difference. Big difference between Pilate marveling and you marveling. <laughs> a big difference. I found God. I let him in. I heard a lot. I leaned on my faith. You told it true. You told the truth. That's your faith. That's your faith. I leaned on my God who is faithful. Big difference, isn't it? I watched the thing about the Mormon church. I grew up with a bunch of them, know a lot about it. And, buddy, everything they had, all them bullet points, they weren't lying. They told the truth. They said, the church allows this. <laughs> Don't matter what you allow. They said, this, the church did this. Yeah, that's right. We follow the teachings of Mr. So-and-so. You spoke right. You're following his teachings. The church baptized this many people. Exactly. You ain't lying. Robbing God of his glory. Barabbas, just like his daddy. What did Adam say? It's your fault. You gave me her. <laughs> oh, a murderer. A murderer. Said somebody died. Was it a manslaughter? Why would you why would you get wrapped around the wheels on that? We're all murderers, ain't we? Our Lord said in Matthew 15, but those things which proceed out of the mouth cometh forth from the heart. That's what defiles somebody. It ain't this squeaky clean outward image of do and don't and eat and don't eat. No, I don't drink anything. I don't smoke. I don't chew. I don't read things I ought not read. Don't watch things on TV I ought not watch. That ain't it. It's the heart that's the problem. Heart defiles man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts of murderers, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defiles a man. Don't wash your hands, fine. <laughs> Don't matter. God's a God of germs. He gets sick. If you get sick, he did it. It's of the Lord, isn't it? All those things. You know, people don't murder and then they become a murderer. They murder because they're a murderer. That sounds simple, but if we don't get that, if we're wrong on the fall, we're wrong on it all. You ain't got a good handle on it. Pray God work in you. That's what, I, I think I quote it every time, but Peter preached there in Acts 2, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. You murderer, I thought about this last week. You ever been arrested? If you're in Christ, you have been. He's arrested. <laughs> I've never went to jail. Yeah, you better hope you do. <laughs> You're living your own life. You're living your own righteousness. Before, before we are showed our guilt, we are friends and we are brethren with all those and we have fellowship with everybody in the world and anybody else but God. Before God saved you, you might have been in church, you might have been playing guitar all over the nation, you might have been doing anything you wanted for Jesus. But you was friends with any, you had fellowship with anybody. Look up uh, Luke twenty three. You still got that? Look up verse eight. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, 
for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Herod was excited to see Jesus. Herod wanted to watch a party trick. He wanted to see a magician. Then he questioned him with many in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priest and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod with his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And the same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together. For before they were at enmity between themselves. They didn't have nothing in common before. But now it's like, I was going to do the same thing. You mock him the way I mocked him. Now we can be friends. We can be fellows in the same ship. They were friends. Is that what it says? It says now there's friends. They used to be enemies. They didn't get along, but now they had a common cause. The Lord that requires people to bow to him. I ain't going to have that man reign over me. Give me Barabbas. They cried it with everybody else, didn't they? Even these Romans. Even the Romans. Ain't no different. We're the same. We're just like our father. Back to Matthew 27. Matthew 27, verse 15. Now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner, whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. He knew they delivered Christ because of envy. I told you he wasn't a fool. He had a hand on the situation. The reason they brought him was envy. Do you remember me telling you what that means? The difference between jealousy and envy? Jealousy is wanting what somebody else has. He has some stuff, and I want some of that same stuff. You got a fancy car? I want a fancy car. You got a sailboat? I want a sailboat. That's jealousy. Envy is wanting that other person to not have what they do have. He had something they did not. This king of the Jews, the king of kings, the lord of lords, all those are religious folks, the chief priests and the elders. Christ had something they didn't. What did he have? Riches and fine garments and all those things? Of course not. No. That's why he told them. He said they came to him. He said, foxes have holes and the birds of the air, they got nests. But the son of man hath not where to lay his head. What did he have that they didn't have that they didn't want him having? Wisdom. He is wisdom. Well, I didn't know that. I've, ne I've never seen that. I've never. What are you talking about? Is that what that means? Is that the context of that? He had wisdom. He had the respect of those that followed him. He had respect to all people. Pilate was giving him, trying to get him out of there. Didn't believe him. Was okay with mocking him. But he at least had enough respect not to do too much to him. Honor. He had honor. He had honor from the Father. He had true, faithful disciples that he made faithful that could not waver. They might deny him for a little bit, but they'll, they'll, they'll be crucified upside down and they'll be stoned and they'll have their heads cut off and that's just fine because I'm his and he's mine. They didn't have that. 30 pieces of silver, man, they'd turn over and show their belly, wouldn't they? And he had favor with God. They didn't have that. Why? He was God, and they wanted to be. They envied him. 
Pilate may not have been on to list all those things, but he said, I got a feeling, I know why y'all got him here. You don't want nothing to do with him. You don't know how to handle him. Verse 19. I got to preach the word, huh? Matthew 27, 19. When he was set down in the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? There's one that's holy in front of you. Don't you have nothing to do with him? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Lord used to speak through visions and those things, didn't he? Sent Nebuchadnezzar a dream, then ended up sending Daniel the same dream. But now in these last days, it spoke to us by his son, hasn't he? He sent her a dream in that time. Pilate's wife, I don't know her heart. I have no idea. But she gave her husband the most sound spiritual guidance and influence that's recorded in these scriptures that he heard. <laughs> the one closest to him, his confidant, bone of his bone, one he's, he's one with, one he's married to. She came to him and said, that just man, you leave him alone. Don't you just don't have nothing to do with him. Our Lord said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm, didn't he? I don't know if she's read that, but she was telling Pilate. His wife told her. He didn't even acknowledge it. She's just a woman. What does she know? He didn't acknowledge it, did he? When the Pharisees prayed, there's three things they like to say. Lord, I thank you I'm not a woman. I thank you I'm not a dog. And I thank you I'm not a Gentile. That's what they thought of women. They were much better than women, weren't they? I will not stand for misogyny and sexism. I won't have it. I won't stand for racism, and I won't stand for ageism. <laughs> Somebody's young and they're right, you might want to hush and listen to them. Despise not their youth. And there's neither black nor white. There's neither male nor female. There's neither bond nor free. I, don't, I won't put up with slavism either, if we ever come in contact with that. I just thought of all the women, all the women in the scriptures, that the Lord preserved these words for us to read. For, for us big, big, tough men that think we're something sometimes. Eve, Adam's wife Eve, do you think she could give you a little something on the three R's and tell you with experience? you think she'd tell you a little something about ruined by the fall? Redeemed by the blood? Regenerated by the Holy Spirit? Rebecca, there was two nations in her womb. They weren't two nations in Isaac's womb. Lord didn't tell Isaac that. Lord told Rebecca that. We heard it because he told her. Jochebed, Moses' mother. She had faith put him in that river. Miriam, Moses' sister, serving with him and Aaron all those years. Deborah, Naomi, Ruth, Hannah. Hannah. We quote what Hannah prayed. Did you know that? He put a prayer in her in 1 Samuel. It said, the Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and he maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth the poor out of the dust. He lift the beggar from the dunghill. He set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. You think she's entered into some deep doctrine? Esther. Mary, the mother of our Lord. Elizabeth, 
the mother of John the Baptist. Whenever she, her womb was what he was in, whenever Mary come close, he'd start kicking and wiggling. <laughs> he had the Holy Ghost from the womb. Mary and Martha. Mary chose the good part, didn't he? But the scriptures say, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Called her by name. Mary Magdalene. Do you like reading Romans? I've quoted Romans a couple of times, ain't I? Romans 13. The Lord has the Lord, do you think the Lord's blessed anybody with the book of Romans since Paul wrote it? I think he has. I don't think his words return to him void. How come we have this? Why do we have the letter to Rome? There was a single woman that traveled 740 miles in dangerous times in a risky area of the world with the only copy of the handwritten epistle on this earth. Name's Phoebe. Do you know that? You reckon Phoebe knew something? Did Phoebe serve her God? I want to sit down. Phoebe, how was that trip? What did God do for you? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. There's a storm and a tree fell and there's some robbers jumped out. Whoa, it'd be wonderful. Look what the Lord did. You know what she'd tell you. Romans 16 begins, I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centra. And that letter to Rome is complete. And Paul says to the God, only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. And then there's a subscription. And it says, written to the Romans from Corinth and sent by Phoebe, the servant of the church. We have a labor of our dear brother Timothy. Oh, Timotheus. We learned a lot about Lord used him mightily, didn't he? Why did Timothy know the gospel? Lois and Eunice. They raised him underneath the word of the gospel. The word of the Lord. Hebrews 11, Sarah by faith. She received strength to concede because she judged God faithful. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies in peace. Paul said, he also wrote, he said, I suffer not a woman to teach nor to use of authority over the man but to be in silence. Why would Paul give that warning? That's like me telling somebody, a small child, real short, like you're not allowed to dunk basketballs. They can't dunk a basketball anyway. <laughs> you can't do it. He told them that because they could. It's not because they weren't able or because they didn't have something to say. It's because they were able and they did have something to say. One more. I'm laboring this on purpose. We need it. The only time that I can recall and I've researched that this is said in the scriptures. A woman came in with an alabaster box. She broke it open and anointed the head of our Lord. And that whole room smelled. That odor went forth. It was wonderful. And the disciples had indignation. She wasted the Lord's money. Didn't he? And he said, why trouble ye this woman? That's the only time I know it was written. For she hath wrought a good work upon me. Who did that? She did, didn't she? Why did I labor this so much? Why did I? Well, one, we ought to be thankful for the women that labor the Lord that's silent and we don't know nothing about. We ought to be pretty appreciative of them. Better. And, and when the Lord calls man, wherever they are in this nation or this world, when the Lord calls man, he calls his wife too. The scriptures say so. I can show you in Timothy and Titus. But first, it's needed. It needs to be said because maybe nobody's ever said it. Maybe you never heard that. Maybe somebody that's listening to this ain't never heard that, and they need to hear it. And second, do you think Pilate would have liked to pay attention to his wife? His vapor's over now. 
He's met eternity. You think he'd like to hear what she had to say one more time? The Proverbs 18 says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And you know, proverb ends with the women, a woman who fears the Lord. There in Proverbs 31. Many verses. It says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom. And her tongue is the law of kindness. That's a good woman. That's a good woman, isn't it? She looketh well into the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Ain't lazy even. I've labored that. Verse 19, Matthew 27, 19. And when he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? You, you got a gut feeling. You know there's envy going on. You know this ain't right. He's just. He's holy. He's good. Leave him alone. For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Good counsel. That good counsel? Good counsel. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether the twain will ye that I release unto you? And they said, Bar Abbas. Oh, Bar Abbas. He's in that jail and he had that, that crowd chanting his name. Couldn't hear what Pilate was saying. He'd probably hear that crowd. Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. <laughs> he knew he was guilty. Guilty. Verse 22, and Pilate saith to them, What shall I do then with this Jesus which is called Christ? And they all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. He kind of kind of went to bat for him, didn't he? When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. What a show. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. Oh, was it? Oh, was it? Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Barabbas, son of his father. Boy, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Seditious, robber, murderer. That's me. That's me. And I thought, Barabbas, son of the father. We are sons of God. And we cry to him, Abba, father. Don't we? How come? We were guilty and we were set free because the king stood in our place. He opened not his mouth. He didn't defend himself. He wasn't there to fight an earthly battle. And according to his word, as he purposed in his power and will and wisdom throughout time, it happened exactly as he willed it to happen. You're free. It's against the law for you to go back in that jail. Double jeopardy can't happen. Couldn't happen back then, can't happen now. <laughs> what a picture that is, huh? Now we are Barabbas. We are the sons of God. We're the sons of our father. We were the sons of our father, Adam. 
out of the sons of God because of the second Adam. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As in Romans 8, that letter at Phoebe carried. For ye have not received the spirit again of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You are out of the jail. You didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> Finally, one day, you got in trouble. You got you're mad, you're just mad that you got caught. <laughs> and then you thought, uh-oh, I'm going to die. And it's right. And then news didn't come to you. Good news came to you. <laughs> Not a gospel, the gospel. Because a person stood in your stead. And he was made sin. Who knew no sin. He was made bar Abbas. The sons of Adam. That were his sons. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And when the father looks on us and says, oh, you, you were accused and you didn't say a word. Oh, you did a good job. You did wonderful. You did everything according to my word. You, 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 you did my will. You think old Barabbas was happy? Bar, you think Barabbas was happy? Lord speaks to your heart, you will be too. All right, brethren. Let's turn our hymnals. We'll stand and sing 236. Amazing.